0: And welcome back to Three Dads and a Console. I'm one of your hosts, Waba. Plays alongside me, as always, is Court. Court, hello.
1: Hello, Waba. How are you? I see you have a new surrounding. I do. I'm trying something different. I have a new office. I'm uh, going all in, as they say. So
0: I'm I'm really excited for you. I like although he was just showing us before. He's got like a, a Back to the Future.
1: It's called, De- it's, it's called a transformer setup. It's called the DeLorean.
0: Oh, a DeLorean. Nice. DeLorean. <laughs> Dolores.
1: DeLorean. Dolores. DeLorean?
2: I don't even know her.
1: <laughs> and we are also joined by
0: Pez. Pez, welcome back. It's
2: the crack, mates.
0: Welcome back from vacation.
2: I was back last week, but thank you. I'm back again.
0: Because I just edited the last episode, so the last one I listened to, you weren't there.
2: Yep. Don't worry. The... Hi, everybody. My name is Pez. The episode you heard last week, I was on, but I am back from vacation.
0: Oh, my gosh. Whatever. Um. So, yeah, here we are. We're here today, and we got some, uh, some good topics for you folks. We're off the rails um, already. And a bunch of nonsense, as is tradition. Seriously. Uh, our first thing we want to get into is actually our, uh, you know, long-forgotten... Uh, host Pez. Pez, you've been playing Death Store. You're actually super excited for it. It's like your most anticipated game of the year. How are you liking it so far?
2: Loving it. I'm loving it. So I uh I've been playing it on stream with probably about six hours. Nice. Uh we're probably about six hours into the game. Um that beep y'all just heard is because I forgot to close out of a messaging app. Uh so that it's about six hours uh so far in game. we are probably looking at like From what I've heard, like 12 to 15 hours of gameplay, Uh, I went into it thinking, and I know Corda's also played it, uh, so I would like your thoughts as well. I went into it thinking it was a roguelike Hades-type game, right? We're going to go in as this little raven. We're going to fight these bosses. Uh, We're going to pick up powers on the way, and when we die, we're going to start it all over again false it is uh action like action adventure game skillfully crafted small little labyrinths as a nintendo nerd a word i'm trying to use a lot more shout out court lalon uh as a nintendo nerd uh i would and i was saying this last night on my stream at twitch.tv slash Five 56 x that hello yep you got that right. Um that it is more akin to a game like the Legend of Zelda the diminished calf, right? You're not gonna have these major temples you go through like an Ocarina of time or link to uh like link to the past. Uh it's more of these bite sized, easy to figure out puzzles that are just good enough that it gives you that little dopamine hit and you're like, Okay, that was awesome. And you're gonna and you move on to the next thing. Uh the art style is fantastic um the way it uses color in uh the crow's uh work life is mostly grays and blacks and whites uh with the with the only real color sticking out is red which is his sword um but then when you get into these other worlds they're very vibrant beautiful looking uh very uh i would say the soundtrack is very good very like orchestra type music um but really gets the blood pumping when you get into combat areas. The combat is a little lame. Um, I wouldn't say it's anything deep, right? So I was saying last night on stream, like, this is your attack. And you, I was playing with a controller uh, just because, like, I thought it was a roguelike. So I started with a controller and I said, that's what we're going with. Because anyone who plays a roguelike game like Hades with a mouse and keyboard might be a psychopath and should get tested or locked up because they are insane um possibly clinically insane um so the you know i I was playing my my ds4 and it's like hit square three times that that move that swipe 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 that's get used to it because that's it you know you'll get these powers get like a firepower and a bow and arrow and right now we have like a I have like a bomb power to blow up walls but that's really it it's not a deep combat system again it's not Hades it's not risk of rain it's not even like rogue legacy which is like more of a standardized simple attack um roguelike game so I love it um as of right now on my list of game of the year for me um, just the, it's a relaxing game, but it can get hard. Uh, I, again, I played it on stream for three and a half hours last night and was just like, wow, I had no idea it was that long. Cause I was having such a good time. Um, I love it and I'm happy it's made by S a company of two to five people, um, developed obviously. I mean, uh, published by devolver digital it was great um Co-op, what'd you think
1: well i originally wasn't going to buy it because of everything that you said at the beginning of what you thought it was um I'm, I'm still of the mind that hades won't be a game for me i've watched you play it a bunch of times and those type of games that punish and punish and punish you not so much for me but it's going to be on game pass so i'm going to play the game um this game here i was pleasantly surprised that it was on sale first of all uh in the microsoft store so i got it uh, i think it was 15 percent off so it was only 20 bucks even canadian so that's pretty much free out here um and i've also realized i'm not good at video games um i uh, like like you pez i really did like the art style um i actually like the the death screen that comes up it's almost like a like a, a Japanese Kung Fu movie, how it just goes and throws out the words. And then you've got your dead body. I, I really, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and I saw it a lot. Um, I found the combat to be very simple. Like you said, it's you're all you're doing really is you swipe and you're, you got your sword and then you can, dat yeah, you can sort of roll. That's it. That's all you really can do. Um, and you're, and, i found when i was fighting the very first boss the the cathedral um it killed me a lot a lot even like the spin move it does with the little spire that comes down and digs into the ground that caught me a lot and i found that the game wasn't as responsive as i wanted it to be like i was pressing roll and he was rolling but he was rolling not i don't know it kind of annoyed me i, I guess maybe i'm so used to twitch sort of games that we've been playing how they they move very quickly so to me this game is something that i have decided that i want to finish i'm enjoying and me saying that is huge because it's this is not a game for me that i would usually play and because of the price point and the zeitgeist of everybody being in it right now i was like you know what i want to be part of this i want to play this game and i'm actually enjoying it which is very rare so maybe i will enjoy Hades doubt it but we'll see um, it, it the, the, the killing that you describing like dying and and not getting back the thing i did like about it was when i died i just started right back pretty much where i was like i could go back and do that boss over and over again i also did notice i don't know if you noticed, Pez, if you die you don't lose your experience points so you can keep gaining and gaining and gaining so what it actually does is if someone like myself is not good at it Continues to die. I can continue to gain experience points for fighting those little enemies there and level my guy up so that he's better the next time I fight the guy.
2: One, which other one things you like? One of the things I've also enjoyed about it is when you die, whatever you have done up to the point of your death, cracking walls open, you know, for the most part, killing enemies. That's all done. You don't have to do it again, right? So you, because there, so. Uh, there were points last night where I just kept dying at this one mini boss, um, and it's funny you said the cathedral guy was your first boss. Mine was the uh, urn witch, so uh, I don't even know where that witch is. Wait,
0: is there no correct order? Nope. This game.
2: Nope. So the the object of the game is you are a little, you're a little crow, little raven, whatever you want to call him. And your job, he works like this nine to five job, killing things and reaping their souls, right? And you. Um, You are assigned a giant soul. You go through this door. When you're in the world, you are considered mortal and you can die. So that's why, like, the crow can die in in this game. Um, He reaps this giant soul and another old reaper who doesn't work there anymore takes it uh, to basically unlock death's door. Um, and you're, and he tells you like, you're going to go kill these four big bosses, right? You're going to kill these four bosses. One of them is the frog King who I ran into last night, but I didn't defeat the cathedral guy. I have no idea who that is that quarter is talking about and the urn Witch, who I have, who was my first boss. Um, and there's a fourth one. that i don't know about and you're going to go through and slay them and take their giant souls and then come back to the sky and open the open the desk door and who knows what else and um along the way you meet some pretty neat characters you meet uh pothead have you met pothead yet he is so he is a guy with a pot on his head full of soup And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into why he looks like that, but he was like the first character I met. Um and there's like no there's no voice acting. So everything is, you know, I I, during my streams I voice act it myself, naturally. Um but you, you find that in these, small chunks of, in these small chunks of interactions with NPCs, you can feel like there's sort of a slight connection and you want to learn more about the world, but it doesn't provide it to you. Um, so to me, like I said, to me, it was a game I was really excited about. It was on my favorite game of E3. Like, it's all I talked about in our, in our Discord chat. I'm sure the guys were like, Greg, shut up. It's fine. Play it and you'll probably hate it, but it is, uh, it is my, it is on my list of game of the year, which I mean, it's July and really no like massive games have really come out yet that I have played. Um, like I know ratchet came out and everyone loves ratchet, but I don't have a PS five and I probably won't for a while. And, uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm I'm um, excited it came out as well as it did.
0: I'm glad you're not disappointed, because that would have been... Actually, that would have been a fun rant, so maybe I am not glad that you're not disappointed.
2: Don't worry, I'm sure there are more gaming disappointments to come.
0: There are, and we're actually going to talk about one right now. So the big news that's been coming out everywhere is regarding a small indie company called Activision slash blizzard so for those of you don't know there's been some uh like scandal content things that came out that activision has just not been playing by the rules they've been really bad to their employees and we're just going to read a little bit from uh, a kotaku article about it um just to give folks an idea um if you're not familiar with this so it reads um hundreds of current and former employees across activision blizzard have signed a letter to the company's management calling its response to a recent lawsuit alleging widespread sexual harassment and discrimination at some of its offices abhorrent and insulting. Following the announcement by Activision Blizzard and in light of the internal memo circle, circulated um, by Francis Townsend, a group of over 800 employees, and I think it actually turned out to be like thousands, um, from all across Activision Blizzard, King and all its subsidiaries came together. Um, they drafted an open letter. Um, and it basically talks about how they're not happy with some of the management practices, um, that employees were not treated fairly, that they were kind of like hazed. Uh, I think the, uh, allu- the, they compared it to a fraternity-like culture. Um, people were passed over uh, promotions who were qualified um, that felt that they shouldn't have been, and that overall it's become a, a toxic work environment and news continues to even come out now of just it's it's just not <laughs> it just gets worse the deeper that uh people are digging so we want to just talk about that right now see you know kind of share our thoughts um court let's start with you
1: well so it's even uh there was a young lady who committed suicide from the sexual harassment from blizzard uh and there was even the uh, i believe it's the creative director uh don't quote me I, I better look this bad boy up after uh uh for wow uh world of warcraft that uh his office was called the crosby suite and alluding to bill cosby um so it's really bad um and if you saw across the internet there's a lot of people joining in and and supporting what's going on there and um the friends of ours uh over the mega dads uh birdo he was playing wow before all this came out and now he's decided not to which is totally understandable myself included um i won't be getting diablo 2 resurrected even though as much as i want to um and i want to be i want to play that game I'm not going to, but I'm, I was listening to another podcast, uh, kind of funny when they were talking about it and they gave me another opinion that I hadn't even thought of that. Yes, there is this really all these bad things that they did, but me not buying that game doesn't, it actually hurts the people that still work there and still have jobs. So it's actually a very, very tough thing. And I, uh, it was something that I just listened to before our show and i was like oh that's actually a different opinion to look at it because we're all going out there um i've heard a lot of people like paris and all saying you know reach out to them and ask them what you want they want you to do like you you have a lot of they, they're t- they're telling people not to walk out at other places but yes they've been staging walkouts uh because the answer that came from the higher ups at activision blizzard um including one person um who pretty much said like they didn't do anything wrong. And this was a long time ago. They fixed it and it's gone away. When everybody working there is like, it has not gone away. Like, I know we talk about in this industry a lot about crunch and, and so on and so forth. This is a little different. This is, this is sexual harassment. This is, this is the no-no. This is, they all should be fired. That, that, that's what you do. The people that were in charge that allowed it to happen should be fired. And then you move on. And that's the only way to make this right.
2: Yeah, I what's your take? Um, man, it is when I read when I read what was filed in California on Tuesday, just about the, you know, just about the the frat boy workplace culture, right? That's what it was called, the cube crawls. Where, so,
1: yeah, sorry, it was the creative director. I just wanted he's former. He no longer is the creative director, but that's who it was. I was correct.
2: cube cube crawls, right where the male guys would get drunk and basically do a pub crawl in the office, um, inappropriate behavior towards female employees. Like the idea that this happened and was okay is abhorrent, right? Because I think of my own workplace and if anything like that ever happened, like heads would roll. So the, the fact that this, that this was allowed, um, speaks to obviously that, blizzard because it seems like it it, it's a blizzard problem right we say activision blizzard because activision bought blizzard but it's a blizzard problem right that blizzard has not ran well and it seems most of it has stemmed out of the world of warcraft team um which i mean i don't know there's there's nothing i can say like i'll never play wow again because i never played to begin with and um you know someone last night in my stream was like oh are we ever going to play overwatch again and I was like I don't know and he's like no 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 like with everything happening are we going to play it again and I was like oh I gotta think about that like I don't I don't know because I don't I don't I obviously do not believe in what act, like what Blizzard did was okay and I don't think anyone would Um, I don't know And I kind of agree with the kind of funny take. Like, if I don't play Overwatch again, am I sending a message to Blizzard? Or am I just... Or are they such a large conglomerate now that it doesn't matter? Like, if we don't buy Diablo 2... If the three of us say we're not going to buy Diablo 2, does that ultimately matter? Given that it's Blizzard and people are going to buy it. Well, not not even
1: that. What about the people that worked on this game that have... They weren't terrible, terrible people like this Alex like it, it, it falls into this Alex Afrazabi. Uh, I,
0: yeah, but like let's say it's a small like different example, smaller studio, people decide, you know, there's a one like a management team that's just bad, and people decide to boycott the game, and then the studio goes out of business, and all those people who are being mistreated are now right out of a job. I'm again, I'm not saying which which is the right solution, but it's just it's an interesting dynamic yeah. of this
2: yeah and, and and this isn't i don't want anyone to get it twisted this isn't me being like what they did was bad but i'm still gonna play their games because although really the only blizzard game i partake in a lot is overwatch like i don't know if i still want to play it after this right because it's like because you're still funding the corporation either with your time or your money buying loot boxes or both like it's still a thing where I don't know if I feel okay logging into Overwatch, even though the Overwatch team, it doesn't sound like anything happened
1: with them. So, so question to you both. So yeah. it looks, they they fired, so this article's been updated. They fired this Alex uh, uh, even. You know what? It doesn't even matter. They fired the scumbag. Um, if they do more and the employees agree with the actions, does that change your mind? Because us not buying the game still affects the employees that are working there, but they are doing these walkouts and the employees have obviously given things, Hey, this is what needs this, this, this needs to change because these employees are still going to go work there every day and they're still working on these games. They're still putting their everything. If Blizzard, I guess actually Activision owns Blizzard, right? So if Activision Mm -hmm. decides to say, this is what we're going to do with Blizzard and the employees are okay with it, does that change your mind?
2: I think so. The questions to both of you. I think so, um, because the the change is going to happen from what the change is going to happen from within, right? Because eventually, like come, we know how gamers are, right? The stuff with Ubisoft, right? Like everything that went on, no one really talks about it anymore, and not much. From what I've read, not not much really changed at the top. You know, some people got fired, but then, but now when the new whatever comes out, you have some people on Twitter that will talk about allegations and stuff, but then you have some that don't care. Um, but so I, I honestly think if the employees, if the change comes with the employees and they're happy with the changes and the culture of the company changes, that's a good thing. And that can only happen. Outside pressure can only do so much, right? They could, if Blizzard, if Blizzard comes down and they fire whoever, but they don't change the actual culture because of what they have learned, then they're doomed to repeat the, their history. And if they don't learn, again, those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it, right? So uh, I think if Blizzard can take the correct steps and make right both with um, those who are harat like obviously those those victims and then um punish the accusers correctly and you know does what they have to do you can't at at that point it's hard for me to look at them and be like well it it happened it happened so you're forever just this trash company that doesn't care
1: so oddly enough you talked about ubisoft sorry i I didn't mean to cut you off that's okay Today, their employees at an open letter signed by 500 current and former USOF employees announced that their solidarity with the workers at Activision Blizzard demands movement from their own leadership and calls for s- systematic change across the entire video game industry. Over the past week, the game game industry has once again been rocked by revelations that are long known to many of us. The letter shared by Alex Stiv- Steven Totillo reads, Revelations that a year ago, many of hearing about Ubisoft, it is clear from a frequency that these reports that there is a widespread and deeply in, ingrained culture of abuse behavior within the industry. So it, it goes to your point, Pez, where it's not just Blizzard and Activision. It's, it's everywhere. It seems that there, every, almost, I shouldn't say every, almost every uh, developer, if you kick enough rocks, it's gonna get. Uh, it's gonna get bad. Him. W- what do you think, Waba?
0: I mean, obviously, it's terrible. And what worries me is the fact that it was enabled and allowed to happen, and that the people who were impacted didn't feel that they could speak up against it because it continued for so long. I don't think it's a fact of they didn't feel like it was wrong, or like it's. I don't. It's not their fault, but they were in a position where they didn't think. I'm assuming, I don't want to speak for them, but it seems like they're in a position that they didn't feel that they had the support of the company to even, like, report it. Now, in terms of the resolution, what's interesting is that the employees are taking a stand to make things better. Now, you know, especially with everything going on and pandemic and stuff, you've heard about, like, Starbucks, and everybody just doesn't like the manager, so they just quit. And, like, that's that. So I'm not saying they should. Because that's their own decision to do based on their morals and their situations or whatever. But the fact that they're deciding, you know, hey, we're not going to quit, but we want to make this better. To me, that shows that they have a lot of pride for the work that they do. And that the management and culture is not necessarily a reflection of them and their teams. And what seems like the majority. So, you know, when you ask, you know, do you support their games? I support the developers. I don't support... The people in charge. And you can think of, you know, whether you've had it or maybe, you know, someone you know that has like a, you know, manager that they don't get along with, or, you know, maybe did something bad and got fired. Like, does that mean the company's bad? Generally no. The work they might do is good. Again, this is video games. This isn't like, you know, uh, you know, something else, but like, you know, the people working there aren't bad. Um, not all of them at least. And I I think we should look to them and their example to see what and you know our own morals to see like what the best course of action is so the fact that they're taking ownership and directing the change i think is important and it's not just management saying we'll do better it's them saying here are the things we want to see if you want us to continue doing the good work that we do and i think that's important
1: and, and i think that's a great point point. And and i think that it's not just the video game industry this is a whole reflection of society in itself this is to go to show you that a show like madman was very popular if you remember and that's because people were watching it and going that's all that, that, that that's how it used to be no that's how it still is so i worked for a big company before uh, enterprise rent a car and i saw stuff that i was like wow like <laughs> I, I think back on it now and i'm like that that was terrible like there it's everywhere and yes because we're talking about video games and that's something we follow but you could go into any industry, anywhere, and you're going to find this. Uh, and that says more to, I hope the video game industry changes. Um, I'm sure what these employers are going to want is they're going to want change, but I hope the change stays. Many a times companies go in and make these changes and then revert back to their old ways. I I, I truly, truly hope this time that you know if they could do it one industry at a time, if the video game industry can do it first and and I hope they can. Uh, you know, we're all hockey fans here and we heard about what happened with the Chicago Blackhawks and we're hearing about what happens all the time and it seems like, look at, look, perfect example today, uh, a player got drafted the other day that was, he's been accused of sexual assault. Like, he's he's been charged with it actually. Uh, and then you have the other player that, you know, said very racist things just signed with another hockey club because, you know, old man hockey culture. So, it's a whole everything needs to change not just the video game industry but we focus on the video game industry when we need to change everything and it starts with us it starts with all of us we're parents and the, the best we can do is raise our kids right
0: agree so i pez is there anything as you want to make sure we add
2: no good all right
0: All right. So, again, I know that's not like the, uh, you know, typically uh, an uplifting topic that we usually talk about, but it's something that's important. And like Court said, it doesn't just impact video games, it impacts everything. And it's it's something that we just want to make sure people are aware of. Um, And, you know, we can love to hear your thoughts on it as well, because it is is something super relevant today. So our next topic, Court, I want you to lead into it. It was actually another interview um, with Sean Layden. And yes. you have it up, right?
1: Yes. So Sean Layden did an interview with game industry job Um And I just wanted to read some things that he said, um, because we talk about it all the time on this show. When Sony going to do their game pass, this, that. And, and we also do mention that we truly feel that the three main console companies, you have Nintendo, who I'll say it again, is a toy company. They They don't look at themselves as selling a console. They really don't. They look at themselves as selling a toy. Um, and that's why they don't, they'll have third party games on there, but at the same time, I don't think they care. Um, and then you have Microsoft and then you have Sony and I truly feel that they're different. And here's, here's a little something. So... Uh, people don't buy consoles because they were more. They want more steel and plastic in their living room. People buy consoles because they want access to the content. If they find a way to get the content in people's homes without a box, then yes, indeed. Everyone has a streaming solution for of some form. Most of it is limited to by whether you have a decent internet connection and then you haven't constructed the business model for that, that works for that. This is Sean Layden I'm reading. Um, it's... It's very hard to launch a $120 million game on a subscription service charging $9.99 a month. You pencil it out, you're going to have to have 500 million subscribers before you start to recoup your investment. That's why right now you need to take a loss-leading position to try and grow that base. But still, if you have only 250 million consoles out there, then you're not going to get half a billion subscribers. So how do you circle that square? No one has figured that out. So what is the answer? It comes back to diversity. Gaming is reaching the end of its second apota, which is in the last 25 to 30 years of consoles everywhere, Leading concludes. So what he's talking about is pretty much putting the writing on the wall. The number one reason that Microsoft can do what they can do is because they have more money than God. Sony doesn't have the Scrooge McDuck uh, money pit that Microsoft has. Now, the other thing that Microsoft has that Sony doesn't have, and I was saying to Pez before the show is, it's interesting what, what Layden was saying about um, he needs 500 million subscribers and he, he only has 250 million consoles out there. Well, Microsoft doesn't need a console. You can have Game Pass on a PC. You can have Game Pass on a phone. You can have Game Pass on an iPad. You can have it on a Surface Pro. It doesn't, you can have it on the console. It doesn't matter. You just need to have a device with a screen and you don't even need a controller because most of the Game Pass games now they keep talking about how they're allowing to do touchscreen. So that is one thing that Microsoft can do. Plus, Microsoft is playing the long game. They're trying to get as many subscribers as possible. They don't care whether we buy consoles or not. They're trying to get subscribers. Sony right now, they can't afford to do that. So our dream that we want a game pass for PlayStation, I don't think it's going to come. I think they will upgrade PlayStation now to have PlayStation 5 games on there. I think they will um, slowly put all their their hits on there. Um. But I don't think they will ever have an answer to Game Pass. Um, he, he, he even put in here Layden comments on the size of the market reflect that Xbox boss Phil Spencer, who believes things like subscription service, game Pass and streaming technology at Cloud will enable the console game industry so to go beyond the 250 million number. <laughs> but Layden is skeptical. He doesn't think it can happen. So Sean Layden is actually saying the business model that Microsoft is, gonna, is doing right now won't work and i don't think he's wrong and i think that's why i truly believe and we've said this i've said this before these three different consoles are doing three different things Yep, and I'm looking for three different markets what do you guys think
0: it's as the great american rapper dom kennedy said if it don't make money it don't make sense
1: boom i
2: don't know who that is great american rapper i guess yeah jeez, nope. you guys gift, are still, gift um, rapper so it's so, a
0: double entendre get it sense and sense
1: so so waba don't make sense does that make you um less enticed to be in that PlayStation ecosystem if you know that from what he's saying he, he had he didn't say it but there there's no game pass coming to PlayStation
0: no and that's okay because i don't like i have the option to have game pass and i don't use it but with sony like there are certain titles i want Um, and I'll buy them like I don't mind. And again, this is just from my point of view I don't mind supporting like the games I want to support. Um, if it doesn't make sense financially, then like that's I'm just glad they said something because right now there's all this ambiguity. And I feel like Sony hasn't been like very upfront with like communications of the fact that he's coming out and being like, Yeah, so I know you guys want this, but like we can't make the money work. And if we can't make the money work, uh, it's not going to be in business. Now, does that mean they can't adopt something like PlayStation now? No you know and repurpose that but um you know for example like i pay for playstation plus and there's a bunch of bungus coming out next month i don't remember the last time i really played a playstation plus title so i don't know the utility i would get out of it um and with sony i buy it for like the big exclusives and i think those are spaced out in such a way that i don't mind um and again that's just kind of me but as far as sony goes like didn't they like they took a, like so he's saying they take a loss And it would take a a large number to recoup. And I I get that. You know, you need a high attach rate and, you know, basically you want people to not, you know, subscribe to it and then buy all the extras and whatever. That's like with consoles, like typically, I don't know about this generation, but past generations, they sell it they lose, let's say, like 150 bucks every time they sell a console. Well, it's because if the attach rate is, you know, whatever it is, every time they buy a game, you know, if you need five to break even and people typically buy nine. I mean, that's why I don't know why the Vita wasn't successful because the attach rate was like something in the double digits. But I think with the PS3, because they were all high and mighty on PS2 success, like they tried this there. You know, they sold it at like a big loss because they were so confident nobody bought it. So the last thing I'd want, and you saw how that you know went. Granted, they evened out in sales later, but like the last thing I'd want is them to try to compete with it, fail, lose money, and then not like have to like just junk uh, Naughty Dog and say, you know what, we're shutting this studio down. Get wrecked. And I just, it seems like they don't have the infrastructure for it and that's okay. And the fact that they're saying it means they're not being
1: delusional. So follow up. Cause I, cause you're our PlayStation guru. I, I like PlayStation, but I'm becoming more and more part of the Xbox family and I, I don't mind it. If Sony offered something, not calling a game pass, say they combined PlayStation now and PlayStation plus, and they just got rid of the name PlayStation. Now they just call it PlayStation plus. And they gave you their first-party exclusives a year later. Not six months. Do you think that people would, Sony people, would subscribe to the service and still buy those games day and day?
0: I do, but I, I've noticed that Sony actually runs pretty good sales on their games. Like, I've gotten a lot of, because I've waited, you can get it for like 40 20 bucks. Like, it's not super expensive within like the same year. Like if something comes out in like March, April, and you're patient enough and to wait till like October, November, you can just get it for forty or twenty bucks. So you know, would people subscribe to like what you're saying? like I think so, but in the meantime, I think there's an option of just you know like you get it for free a year later, yes, or you can get it as a reduced price. I think they do a good job of discounting their games um also digitally.
2: I like what, uh, Sean Layden said, but always a, but actually there isn't a, but I just want to, let's just inform the folks as of April, 2021, 23 million game pass subscribers. Um, in an article that came out yesterday or July 27th, 2021, uh, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella came out and said Game Pass is growing rapidly, transforming how people, you know, blah, 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 discover, connect, and play games. Subscribers play approximately 40% more games and spend 50% more than non-members. So while Layden is correct that Halo, Halo Infinite is a $150 million a game, you need 500 million subscribers to break even, they're also getting their revenue coming in from another source because now they're buying games, uh, you know, m- twice as fast as the other person, or twice as more as the other person. Um, even at a discounted rate, still means that they're getting, especially for his party games, that they're getting more on the, you know, more on the on the other side. You and also that, end up buying DLC. Yeah, I mean. Core, you and i by the time this podcast has come out you and i will have played the halo infinite multiplayer test right that will hopefully it'll go well i don't expect it to go well because it's a test weekend right it's going to be frustrating i'm sure which is fine and i'm streaming it it's going to be amazing um but like that multiplayer is free to play free to play multiplayer. Don't I even have to buy the game. It's going to be written on the back of uh, microtransactions and paid DLC. And you know what? We have we I have said this. I've said it on this podcast. Free to play games are more apt to get my money. Because if you put it out like Fortnite, say what you want about Fortnite. It was free to play. I played it for 2 years. I gave them probably 50, 60, 70 bucks in skins and stuff because I didn't pay anything for it, so if I so it doesn't, I'm not like oh I'm gonna pay sixty dollars for a game, oh and then I gotta pay twenty dollars for my battle pass, then I gotta pay ten dollars for my you know Rambo skin right or whatever I want for it, um, which is why also when I play Sea of Thieves, I get the battle I get the plunder pass every time because it's ten bucks. I got the game for you know my game pass subscription, but when it comes to game pass the more you play the more value it is because it's that dollar per hour thing that i use when i when i so when i buy a game i like to look at it as how much i spend on it and let's put a dollar per hour into the gameplay and if it exceeds you know if it has the ability to exceed it like death store it was 15 bucks 12 hours i'll take it it's a success Right, game like Monster Hunter, sixty dollars, hundred fifty hours. We're good. We made it, baby. It's uh, that's how I value. That's how I consider if I got my value for a game. Um, but in Game Pass, you know, if I play twenty games and I play them for an hour, you know, we're looking at twenty hours. Even if it's twenty hours for the month, and I paid ten dollars for it, well, fifteen dollars now because I have Ultimate, so I can play X on my PC. But what so i get why sony doesn't want to do it sony doesn't have the infrastructure they don't have a dominant os like windows even though windows is trash they but don't that, have- you're
0: right about that the os like the fact that like they're integrated with a computer company and they're like you can play it on our phones and our yeah computers yeah that's a waba. big, big windows-
1: part of it if- i'm gonna say this now you're scared to try it because if waba tries it he's gonna be like "Ooh, i like this I'm gonna. I am going i can not Like I, people out there listening, I've given Waba three months for free. Three months, he has not used it. He's scared. Scared.
0: You take that back.
2: Nope. Waba will. Waba will download Game Pass. And somewhere in Japan, Shuhei Yoshida feels a twang in his heart. A single, a tier, tier. A single <laughs> tear. A single tear. A single tear. A single tear. Goes down his eye, and he says, <laughs> into his mirror, as he's swirling his burb, and he throws it into the fire. He There's says, a
0: lewd uh, Vita Japanese developer ripping a Wobble Plays logo off he, his wall. He says, crying
2: in Japanese, but I don't speak Japanese, E2 Wobble Plays, and the scene goes dark. Anata, <laughs> The maid runs in, she's like, Nani? <laughs> Um, man. I so so uh, yeah, I mean, Sony doesn't have the infrastructure, right? They don't have the OS. They don't have the integration over um, PC. And uh, if Microsoft didn't launch uh, those horrible Microsoft Windows phones and like actually spend time to work on them and they had like real Windows phones, you know, the sky would be the limit. But Microsoft has the upper hand it's microsoft right
0: can i share a hot take about this situation that just came up when we were talking about our fictitious uh situation of course i wonder if microsoft has the infrastructure not just because they're a computer company but let's say on the the gaming side because during the xbox i don't care what it's called 360 days xbox
2: Mm.
0: normal what xbox days
2: That'd be. Are we talking the Xbox? Xbox
0: Classic. Duke. Let's call Duke. The the giant thick boy.
2: Yeah, that's the Duke.
0: Okay. PS Two error. I I use numbers. They charged for Xbox Live, and it was a superior service, and they had revenue coming in all that time from all these nerds. Sony said, "You know what? We're gonna let you play our games for free." And guess what? It went down all the time, but they weren't generating revenue unless you opted for PS Plus. Now they have a like 10 year financial head start on Sony, who now made it mandatory to play online by buying PS Plus. And it's way cheaper on PS Plus. It's 50 bucks a year, or if you're like me, you can get a code for 25. I don't know how they make money. I'm wondering if that head start, that like 10 year head start ish, allowed them to be able to put this into play. Because, Cord, I know you said they're playing the long game. Maybe that was part of it.
2: It's possible. Uh, I'm not going to rule anything out, but also, like, at some point, the failings of the Xbox One and the rocket strapped to the PlayStation 4 would have maybe negated anything that, like, maybe, maybe negated any gap. Because, like, the 360, for me anyway, the 360 was a superior machine to the... PlayStation Three. Like, I didn't like. The, I didn't really like the PlayStation Three, but that's on me. Like that's my opinion. Um, and I think if you look at total sales, the PlayStation Three may have outsold. It did. Uh, they did. Yeah. It yeah. Did. It did in the end. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as of March, the PlayStation Three moved eighty-seven million units, while the 360 was uh, eighty-four million. Kobe. Um. So. But the Wii was $101 million. Uh, But Oh my gosh, because
0: Nana bought the Wii, dude. It cost $5 to make.
2: Uh, the Wii was good. Um, it did not cost... Anyway, anyway, we're getting off topic. Uh, I don't... I don't ever suspect... Uh, hot take, I don't ever suspect a Game Pass from Sony. You want to know why? Two reasons. One, I don't think they have the infrastructure. Two, I have this weird feeling... Uh, it's like a, um, it's, it's not a cultural thing for them, right? They're a Japanese company and I don't feel like Japanese companies do things like that. Uh, cause that's a very new, that's a very new market, new. Yeah. I would say a new market way of thinking. And I think with your Nintendo's in your, Sony's you're going to still get an old way of thinking in terms of we make the game you buy the game you enjoy the game and that's it
0: you're going to say in number two they don't have the cojones to pull it off
2: I mean I think they would have the cojones to pull it off I just don't think they have the infrastructure or um, I think they're a very traditional game developing game company publisher whatever you want to call them much like nintendo they're very traditional um and that's how it's going to be and put spider-man on place uh put spider-man on uh, pc already cowards just the first one i don't care about miles just put the first one on because it was so good miles is better than the first one you heard is it. it yes i do like miles as a character a lot like a lot his comics were actually really good
1: it's a better um, story in miles there's no mary jane scenes there's no <gasps> blast. because that, that was but they're terrible when she's in the museum so
2: she's so bad it's and
1: even the miles scenes any of the scenes where they the fillers miles Morales is the perfect superhero game it's better than the first spider-man i that that's just my opinion it also has a has a a warm feeling for me because i'm a big fan of christmas it's set in christmas it's the first game i've ever thought in my mind you know what this is a christmas game i'm gonna play it every year my daughter liked it but it it felt like you're there in the winter it was it's a lot like division one you know when you're playing division one peasant you could almost feel the cold
2: yep and like you're walking through Brooklyn, and it's just snowing and it's cold and everything's miserable. Hell yeah, I was into that big Miles,
1: time. Miles Morales does it, The same thing. It, it everything about it is breathing. I don't know, I like it.
0: My, um, and at Disney Junior for their new Spider-Man series with Miles Morales and Spider-Man and Spider-Gwen. I
1: really? can't wait till it comes to Disney Plus. I don't have cable or pay for it,
0: but they can't. It's I said. It's ridiculous, they can't call him Spider-Man because there's two Spider-Mans, and you can't call him Miles or Peter because that's giving away your identity. So you have Ghost Spider, you have Spidey, who's Peter Parker, and then, of course, after he introduce him doing a move and he goes, oh, Spider-Spin! So they're like, alright, you're Spin. So Miles Morales, codename Spin.
2: Love to see it. Also, you know what I really wish Sony would get on track with? Getting there, And and they they will be, because they have hired studios that specifically do this getting their games onto uh stuff things like steam because like you want to make money baby that is more money
0: so my one of my favorite games of these uh days gone who I hopefully we get to have another you know <laughs> anyway there's someone I want to talk to about it but they remastered it for the PC and they actually went back and reworked it to make sure that like there was like so you know re- I'm talking about resolution here uh, if you're listening you can't see it but I'm making a box with my hands they had to go back and rework the game so the box would be wider like it wasn't just something they could just zoom out like they had to actually do like a lot of like ground up rework and stuff like that um, so the game I thought it was really cool.
1: So the game is good now? It
0: was good before. Mm-hmm. It was good I when I platinumed it.
1: I don't think it was. It I
0: mean, was, it was Day- excellent.
2: So the top sellers as of July 25th, 2021.
0: How many days days gone?
2: Uh, days Gone is number 10. Oh, top 10. Bah, 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 bah. Which, is, which is big, right? So your first two games are... Your first game is New World, which is the new Amazon MMO that's out that I, did,
0: I and didn't. I made that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Amazon um, made it. And it is it's huge w. on Twitch right now.
0: Yeah. No, because there's drops, dude. Like people can get free stuff. That's um, the only reason
2: it's big. It's weird. Dude. Steam is weird, man. Rim World. I don't even know what that is. F1 is number four. Uh, Valve VR kit is number five. Grand Theft Auto number six. Still. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto 5, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, number 7, Monster Hunter Stories, Wings of Ruin 2, number 8. That game's great. Death Door, number 9. And then Days Gone, number 10. So Days Gone is uh, still holding its own, right? And it has shown, both Days Gone and Horizon Zero Dawn have shown that PS gamer, uh, PC gamers will buy Sony properties on the PC. And I get, why, I get why Sony would be like, hey, you can only play this on PlayStation because they want you to buy the PlayStation, get into the ecosystem. But also, like, you can't find a PlayStation 5 right now. <laughs> right? So if you can, even if it's a six-month release later, come out on PC, that only benefits Sony to get more money. Well,
1: he- Here's my confusion with it. So PlayStation now works on PC.
0: <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> Does it not? I don't know.
0: Does it? I- if it does, I remember we talked about it the other week. If it does, that's just another thing that a PlayStation gamer does not know about this service on a console they've had for 20 years.
1: I think it does. It does? Oh my
0: gosh, dude. It does. Why don't they communicate this stuff? Oh my gosh. So, so I literally well, like, oh, you can play it on the, you can play your games on computer now. Apparently, Sony's been doing that since they so, were founded.
1: So, so here's my take. So, Sean Layden saying all these things that Sony can't do when he has everything there. And they just choose not to. It's not that they can't. They just choose not to.
2: Yeah. I will say, I don't... If you're going to invest in a PC, you don't want to play a game on a streaming app. Like, you want that... Like, of course, you get it now, right? Because, like, you want that 144 it's, frames per second and your 4K shiny. and... It's shiny. Yeah, and you, you want to... Like, when I first bought... My When I built my PC, the first game I bought was Control because at the time it was the game that'll put my NVIDIA 3070, like give it a heart attack and push it to the limit. Look at you having 10 more than me. You got 10 more. That's right, baby. Um, What do you got? What do you got, Waba? I got enough. That GTX 1080, which is still a great graphics card, by the way, which is crazy to think how good NVIDIA is two generations later and like their first generation hardware still holds up
0: i got enough to play a return to castle wolfenstein total annihilation woo! and its original
2: 360p state (laughs) (sighs) but you would be hard pressed and really like i've played xcloud on my pc and i'm like oh it kind of looks like crap like and i get it because i'm playing from i'm playing from a streaming server in new york or whatever right who knows um so like when i play horizon on my pc i pull the i pull the field of view as far out as i can go and we our settings are up on high or ultra depending on like what they are and you want it to look beautiful and i just think sony's doing itself a disservice by not focusing on a pc market that has obviously told them we will buy your games we won't buy a console because we don't want one but we want your games well, and microsoft and, t- to, to microsoft's credit they have said yeah you want our games we'll give it to you don't worry about it well that's what i'm saying like the game pass pc app
1: i downloaded some games i started playing age of empires i realized um as a civilization player age of empires is <laughs> not for me mm-hmm. um, it's it's not this. I, I, so many people are like, "Oh, it's the same sort of game type," and I'm like, "Sure, I guess it's the same." Yeah, I use the mouse, but the rest <laughs> of it is, it's it's not. Civilizations is just, is a chef's kiss. It's I, I've, I've realized how much I missed that game. Um, I'm playing a lot of that game. It's a very good game. Um, but I was trying some of the Game Pass PC games, and they are beautiful. Like. They run amazing and I can hook up my Xbox controller to my PC within seconds and I'm still playing Xbox on my PC. Now, I can't play everything, so I do have an Xbox Series S here and I'm still able to do that, but I'm going to play Flight Simulator tomorrow um, before I jump into Halo. Um, I'm going to play Flight Simulator because I want to try it out, but then I'm I'm hearing that you can play it on the S, so I want to try that to test it and then I want to see what it looks like I'm on PC. I, I I'm gonna use my PC, but I don't think I'm gonna be buying that many games on Steam. And I truly think, what to Pes's point that they're missing the boat is I'm gonna be using Xbox Game Pass all the time on my PC. If I if I'm up here and I'm like, okay, I can play the game on the S, but if I play it on the cloud, like Halo, it's a P, it'll be a PC game. I'll have a better experience on my PC than I will on my Xbox Series S. So yeah please get
2: with it baby let's go let's go, sony, go sony
1: turns to, flips the switch on their playstation now and says all a year after day and date a year after the game will come out you'll get the best version possible it'll be on our cloud service you could download it or you can stream it but as long as you get that option to download which they do um they all the ps4 games can all be downloaded." Um, all the PC games can all be downloaded. It's the PS3 games that can't be because Sony decided to make a console that doesn't like anybody. and it's,
2: <laughs> They hates everything, including its own yeah.
1: ecosystem. So, so Sony could still make all their money, Scrooge McDuck money. I I personally would still buy Last of Us 3 or I'd buy Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Knowing that it comes a year later, I'd still buy it. But perfect example, um, Deathloop. I'm not going to buy that game. I'm going to wait till it comes out on Game Pass. But I wouldn't do that for Sony first-party games because those are different. Those games are better so far than Microsoft first-parties. So I truly believe Sony's missing out on a lot of money here. Like a lot. Mm -hmm.
0: So that's going to wrap up this episode of Three Dads and a Console. Appreciate everybody for listening. If you watched on YouTube, hello. Uh, Make sure to subscribe so we can get that vanity link at 100 subscribers on YouTube, Three Dads and a Console. You can also rate and subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice and follow us at Three Dads Pod on Twitter. We'll Thank you for joining us today and we will see you in the next episode.